Hey everybody. Hey, it's us. And we are back. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode one of Channel Ascension. Yep, we decided we are switching podcasts. We're going to do something a little bit different. And we're excited. Yeah, totes. Totally excited. Um, And right now we're also elevated. Yes. Yes. Off of some um, good sour, actually. This is sour just, just sour yes. Um, sometimes it's okay to go back to the basics. Yeah. You know? <laughs> back to the basics. It's it's a great strain. Yeah, it's a great strain. You know, there's a lot of exotic, pretty, nice strains, yes. you know. Um, I can't even begin to think of all the ones that we've smoked. I mean, we've talked about a lot of different right, ones. Right, talked about a lot of different ones. And, you know, if this is your first time listening to us, you know what? It's everybody's first time listening to us because this is Channel Ascension. Um, but if this is your first time rocking with us, because we've had two different shows. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We like to switch things up. Um, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes we switch it up. Yeah. yeah. I guess that. Um, yeah. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> um, and so we went from Catnaps to Cognac to Potluck Dinner and now Channel Ascension. Yes. With what are our names? What do you mean, like our goddess names? No, our names. We don't think we introduced ourselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Deeds. And I'm Ari. <laughs> and welcome to our show. Yeah, welcome to our show. <laughs> so yeah, this is Channel Ascension, Elevation, and Rising Consciousness, and Expanding Consciousness. Um... So we're here to share with you guys, like, why we're on this journey now. Like, what brought us to this path? And maybe you guys might want to come along after you hear about our journey. Maybe. Yeah. You know, we're welcome to any passengers (laughs) along for the ride. You know what? And I'm just here for, like, opening, helping to open minds. Like, our minds were kind of, like, cracked open. Cracked. (laughs) Which it seems like sometimes there's no other way to explain it. Because as we're constantly ne- learning new things about like old, just life in general, yeah. it's, it's just like, oh my gosh. What? What? Am I reading this right now? Am I seeing this right now? Is this happening? Is this uh-huh. really happening? So I think just to even have those moments are just as good as hopping on the journey if that's what someone chooses to For do. Because sure. A lot of ahas. Ooh, so many. <laughs> and you guys will learn later on healing truths. So many healing truths. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and we're really excited to share this with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess we'll, you know, get into why we're on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say for me, um, I've never been, like, I guess, a religious person or anything like that my mom was very much miss christian but she didn't force that on my sister and i or anything like that so i kind of like grew up kind of having a religion but like not really it wasn't really there but i guess growing up i kind of wondered what it was about and i started going to church a little bit like trying it out um just because i wanted to see like was I missing anything? Like, is there some other type of guidance that I need in my life that, like, you know, a lot of people go to church and they be saying, you know, it changed their lives and, like, these type of things. 
which is great. And so I want to try it out and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. Because my mom never, she didn't belong to any church. She just like read her Bible every day and was very much like into scriptures and like holy water oh. <laughs> and crosses and like all this type of stuff. So I, but again, I wasn't like into that. Um, and then I guess that kind of like, um, led me to another thing, which led me to another thing with right. just being like, oh, like, what are these people saying? Like, what is Buddhism? Oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Or what? I don't really know what that's about, but, like, that sounds pretty cool. Just, like, how, you know, they're talking about something in Christianity. It's kind of... It's just very similar. Right. Um, And reading up on Taoism and, like, that thing, whether it's centered around, like, Pooh, like, the Taoism of Pooh yeah. and the Tao of Wu. Yeah. Um, And that led just to other things. And so... um. Uh, like books and uh, things like that like the power of now I think I've read like those and it's just like the seed of the soul and then I guess like the more I read those books I guess it still led me to something else yeah and then listening to the friends on podcast which I really enjoy they were talking about crystals one day and I was like oh what's crystals and then looking them up and saying like oh I kind of like seen these before that's really cool and then dabbling in those and not dabbling in those girl I have a collection yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me be real a collection <laughs> keep it real and um and buying them at namaste which we pretty much like were <laughs> fiends and hounds and namaste there <laughs> <laughs> I namaste at that store, okay? Yes. I was there all the time. All the time and getting other crystals and getting, um, what you call it, uh, incense, yes. buying incense sticks out. Right. Um, then, like, one day, just, like, noticed these other books. And it's like, I'm always reading something. And so, like, kind of, like, I guess, look at what is next to the register and they have a whole bunch of stuff and then one day I kind of just like opened my eyes and um just reading all the different things that I had to say it's just another form of these other books but these it kind of shocked me as we'll talk about a little later yeah but that I guess is kind of what led me to my journey oh and what was huge was the death of my dad Mm -hmm. which led me to therapy which also opened up another like vessel and books and things like that too so I guess coupled along with um trying out like going to church and like reading more spiritual stuff that all I guess led me to wanting to dip even further into right uh I guess spirituality yeah and new age stuff new age (laughs) as they call it yeah definitely what about you I mean you know uh definitely went to church as a kid and you know um, would then fall off and then, you know, get back into it and be, like, really heavy into it and going every Sunday and things like that. And then I'd fall off again. And um, But, uh, you know, spirituality or having a connection with the higher power has always been something that I've had. Um, <clears throat> and maybe I didn't have much of an explanation for it. I didn't know quite what it was or what to call it or whatever. It was a really confused relationship, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely confused. Um, But then, you know, um, what I will say really started to change for me was when I started doing my new moon journals. Mm. And 
actually before that I had gotten saged before that mm-hmm. like and so legit like I feel like just that saging like set off like a mm-hmm. a big snowball effect of leading me to where I am now amazing yeah and um yeah I had gotten saged and um and then I also had like a near-death experience and Ugh. right and so then after that then I had then I started doing the new moon journals and things just started to like change like rapidly and drastically yeah wow um yeah things that I needed were just coming to me you know and it was just like really you know putting these things out into the air and really like taking control of my um of myself and so you had mentioned the crystals to me and I was like oh yeah you know what I used to have crystals you know back in like middle school and stuff <laughs> like that I used to like know about these kind of things I don't know why I fell off of them and so we went to Namaste and I was like oh yeah I had clear quartz I was like that's your treat and I'm remembering these things and um and then my best friend from Florida like he was really into crystals and things like that super into that kind of stuff um so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll start keeping these things around. And then things started to change even more. It was just like, whoosh. <laughs> and so, um, so you noticed, you got the books. And the thing was, I went to Namaste. And because I Namaste'd there, yes. <laughs> I told myself that time, I was like, you cannot look at anything else. You went there for two crystals. Get the two crystals and go. And I saw those books. And I was like, all right, shoot. Don't, you better not buy them. So I didn't. But then you bought it. And you know what? These are these were cheap. They're like two dollars, two dollars, three dollars. So yeah. like compared to what you can spend there, right? Because one crystal could be like six bucks, right? And so compared to that, it's just like I'll spend the buck fifty <laughs> for whatever's in this little ass book. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't be that right. bad. <laughs> I told myself, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't care how much it is. My, <laughs> our different rationales, right? <laughs> I said you're not doing it. You said you weren't going to buy anything. Let's don't buy it. So I'm glad that you did. <laughs> <laughs> because the book needed to be bought. Yeah. <laughs> and that book was How to Handle Difficult People by this guy named Vernon Howard. And, you know, I was just, like, browsing through it at the store. And, you know, I, I would think, like, you know, I have tons of problems with difficult people. Or, you know, in the past. And, like, I have difficult you know right now and stuff um so like yeah let me see what's up in here and so like looking through the random um titles that they had like people who can drain your energy and um uh just other things the people who need refreshing truth to demanding and intimidating tyrants stuff like that I was just like hmm yes I'll pick it up and this one's two dollars yeah two dollars when I was saying yeah and uh, brought it to Dee Dee and was just like, oh my gosh, listen to this book. It has so many like crazy things in here. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, crazy how? Like, <laughs> this level, listen to this. This is so weird. So it's written by this guy named Vernon Howard. And he is, um, or he was, um, and this is on Wikipedia, an American spiritual teacher, author, and philosopher from Massachusetts and he was born there and um he wrote these like these books and these booklets and 
um, taught in this school that he founded or this uh, center that he founded, which kind of, it's not, sounds kind of like kind of a little Scientologist. Like, yeah, it does. But, <laughs> but the stuff in here was good. Yeah. There's no like, you know, shock value treatment or anything like right. that. Right, or, or you weird. have to pay money to... <laughs> this is pretty much just stuff that um, just makes you look at things differently and it kind of just like talks to you about how you've kind of been thinking and gives you examples as how you're kind of like torturing yourself right in different ways and like you don't think you're they're torture because a lot of the things that we think and how we're conditioned to think it kind of feels normal because that's how everyone else is acting around you right but then when you read this it's like oh shit like i don't have to worry about a lot of things like that's that's really not normal. Not, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. It's like, I can, like, that's not just, a, you know, you're being sarcastic type of thing. Like, this is actually real. So, like, people who are happy all the time, like, for real, for real, that's real. I can really <laughs> have that? So. Well, at first I would say, I can really be that, yeah. but then later on you learn. Right. Which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But now I, like. I can be that? Right. That's how I was. I can be that? I can be happy all the time? Or I don't have to feel like this all the time. Like worried or sad or angry or whatever. Like all of these things I pretty much don't want to feel. Right. Because I don't like to feel that way. I don't like to feel that way. I don't have to. (laughs) So yeah. So going through how to handle difficult people and are you being mentally? And I'm like, "Mm." Mm yeah. You know, when you get... That's when you got when you receive a healing truth, and honestly, it just feels so good in your body when you do feel. Yo, when you we do were receive. reading ourselves. Yeah. Reading. Reading ourselves. That was the thing. Where it was like, oh shit! Like I do. I these do these things. things. <laughs> I've done these things. Ooh. Like, oh my gosh! But then get mad when somebody does it to me. Right. Right. That was the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> definitely had to do some um admitting to ourselves uh, it was a lot but it was an immediate soul search yeah, yeah immediate like, oh shit like okay and you got deep to into the soul <laughs> right into it <laughs> because that's really an, an unknown part of you right where you're where you actually evaluate yourself and you're like that's terrible what you did that's disgusting right things didn't have to go that didn't have to go that way you could have done it in a different way yes you know but then again it's just like you know what you didn't understand at the time right so now that you do something that you wouldn't have gotten you wouldn't have received it because we were so busy not receiving things right all these years so it's just like okay you can't you can get understand why you did certain things or that you actually did something that you probably wouldn't wanted to do or make someone feel or whatever the case may be but just because now that you have that understanding you can be a little bit like um easier on yourself right <laughs> so you don't like it's like you really didn't know any better that was the best that, that you, you that do. was the best that you could do with what you knew <laughs> or what you thought you knew mm-hmm. what you thought you knew right definitely so we're gonna read a couple of things um from Brandon Howard since we love the book so much there's four of four of them we have four of them right here yeah just a little bit and this is from um 
how to handle difficult people. And this is for how to see hidden motives in people. And that's, I predict that you will depart once you see that you cannot use me. Mm. Mm. How much does that happen? How much does that happen? <laughs> that someone leaves. When they, when they see that they can't get what they want from you. Mm-mm. Actually, maybe we should backtrack. These are things, like what we're going to be reading are things that you're supposed to tell yourself. Right. You're not supposed to tell the other person, like, that makes you feel a certain way or whatever the, um, whatever the topic is for it. Right. But these are things that you say to yourself in your head. And it's supposed to, you know, like, kind of, like, lessen what the other person is saying to you. Like, doesn't magnify it in your head. Like, if you have, I guess, negative feelings towards it or whatever so that one was i predict that you will depart once you see that you cannot use me right and that one is true it's very true you see them back off when they can't get from get get what they want from you mm-hmm. or they can't use you in the way that they want to use you right that is the main thing that you, they can't use you in the way that you want to use you mm-hmm. um also one of your pretenses is the pretense that you don't want anything from me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're over here pretending like you don't pretending. want Pretending. That's, pre- that's your pretense already, mm-hmm. that you're pretending that you don't want anything from me. Mm-mm-mm. And who are you trying to fool? Um, who are you trying to fool, yourself or me? Who's the dummy here? <laughs> By pretending that you don't have a pretense. Okay. Okay. When you're with an angry person, sorry, but I no longer believe in the power of your anger. Mm. Bye. See ya. (laughs) I do not believe in it. To people who drain your energy... He said, I just can't afford you anymore. (laughs) That was our favorite one. And it came at a time where we were having the friendship battle of friendship battles. Mm -hmm. And it perfectly articulated what we were feeling about that situation. Like, I just cannot afford to be friends with that person anymore. Yeah. It's become too much. It's too much. too much. It's too much. I can't afford it. Too much. I cannot afford it. It's too much. It took me a while, but I finally saw that I was socializing my life away. Oh, hello. I have done that on a couple occasions. Man. (laughs) A couple of lifetimes in my lifetime. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Where all I would do is go out. Just go out, go out, go out, go out, go out. Go out. At the cost of what? My bank account? At the cost okay. of my sleep? My sleep? My sanity? My sanity, my health, binge drinking. What am I doing? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> uh-uh. This isn't fun. Mm-mm-mm. I hate this. Yeah, I actually don't like being hungover. I hate it. I, it doesn't feel good. It you know does not feel good at all and it's like the older you get the more those <laughs> the more those drinking hangovers like come and they get hard or you know hurt <laughs> they hurt more absolutely it's horrible like, why is this like this Mm-mm. i hate it i gotta go 
no thank you got to go so yeah totally saw that I was socializing my life away yeah and that can even be you know I'm talking to obviously this is like I'm talking to you too much about your problems you know like I can't be talking to you all day about what's going on with you and what's going wrong with you (laughs) all the time that is too much your life is always in shambles you know you're a little bit too social for me (laughs) You know, I have to fall back all the way back. <laughs> fall back. And I think we have one more in this book. We might. Maybe that was it. Oh, no. Okay. We do have one more. To people who need refreshing truth. And you say, lose your wrong beliefs and you lose, you will lose your problems. Lose your wrong beliefs and you will lose your problems. Yeah. Lose your wrong beliefs and you will lose your problems. Like, you got to say it again. For the people in the back who ain't here. I scarf and I want this scarf and this is like. <laughs> I'm looking real um, Mount Shasta right now. <laughs> With my uh, Yeti scarf. Said, lose it. Okay. You were a gift just now. <laughs> lose your wrong beliefs. And you will lose your problems. Yeah. Goodbye. We hold on to a lot of things that don't matter that are like causing us right stress and like causing us like anger, like mental harm. Right. Like, Why are we doing this doing, to ourselves? We're doing it to ourselves. That, Why are we doing that? That is a part that's just like, oh, you know, you know, how many times have you blamed other people or society or Facebook or Twitter? <laughs> Oh my gosh. All the time. But it's just like, you know what? You don't have to blame them. Like, you don't have to even listen to what they're saying. Like, if you're always, as I was, like, scrolling through Facebook and, like, reading what people are saying about things and, like, getting upset at the world and everything that's happening in the world and getting upset at, you know, people's boyfriends online and it's like, because people are telling their stories and, like, what's going on. It's just like, how dare you do that to my friend? You know what I mean? Like, I've never met you a day in my life. And I hate you. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> and I hate you. Or whatever. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Or something happened at the store to you. Or, you know, you've experienced this here. And it's just like so much that's going on. It's just like, you know, I actually did not have to have I, no, Facebook in my life. So not. I would not go on Facebook. Right. And that at least took away one stressor. It's like, it's like one belief that you think. That you have to have, or at least that I thought I thought I had to have. Yeah, I hate Facebook. I hate it. No, it's a horrible, horrible place. (laughs) It is just not a healthy place for people to be. Yeah, and it's you know, you have to go through a lot to make it somewhat healthy. Yeah, but honestly, it's just like that would just be unfollowing everybody. Like, for real, for real. And what would the point of Facebook be if you're just talking to yourself? I don't know. Well, I guess those people might see you. Yeah. If they still, like, see your status. If they see you, they see you. If they don't, they don't. That's true. That's how you just need to turn it around. Just (laughs) talk to your damn self. Unfollow everyone. Talk to yourself. (laughs) And And then let's see who actually engages with you. True. True, true, true. Yeah. Because, oh my goodness, 
But that is just a whole nother ball game. Yeah. We'll probably have to talk about that in another, another podcast. Another Definitely. episode. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, woo! That is a journey. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all for this one. Yeah. And then, so from then, I was like, all right, fine. Got to go back. Mm-hmm. Putting Namaste in my budget this time, not for crystals. We going there for books. <laughs> So I picked up seriously like six of them at a time. The first time I went to get the Vernon books, I picked up like six of them. Um, and the first one I read was Expose Human Sharks 100 Ways. Okay. Now, I'm like, what is he talking about? I had, what? Over 8 million grateful readers. <laughs> huh? Someone wrote in the back, I had, this was their quote. I had never dreamed that a book so simple could be so absolutely magnificent in showing man about his true nature, the true nature of people and the world. Right. I'm thrilled that someone has the courage and strength to tell it like it is. Thank you so much. I'm like, this, wasn't this some white man? He's telling it like <laughs> it is. Okay, well, I just need to read this book. <laughs> so, get right into it. And this is the, these are the first, like, three paragraphs. Glance around. See all those people? Let your gaze fall on any of them. Study him for a moment. Do you know what you are seeing? You are seeing a human shark who wants you to think he is an innocent dolphin. Ooh. Everybody? People are not as bad as they seem. They are worse. <laughs> A human shark is anyone who deceives and attacks you for his own selfish gain, regardless of the pain or loss inflicted upon you. Right? That is a, oh, shit. No matter. No matter. The guaranteed way to become a victim of social sharks is to not believe that they exist. All right, so Vernon, what is a shark? Tell us about that. A human shark can be called by many other names, all of them accurate. He's also a mindless brute, a paranoid pouncer, a super sickie, a monster disguised as a man, a blasphemous sneer, an unconscious machine, an actor with sinister skill, a whining failure, a man without a soul. A whining failure. You wouldn't think that that person was a shark. You'd be like, oh, this person is so pitiful. No, 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 no. They are are complaining to you and trying to give you their pain. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all better stay away from them. <laughs> Those dementors. Dementors mm-hmm. are real. Soul, soul snatchers. Soul snatchers. Well, here's some tips for some swift healing. So, why do humans lack the urge to break out of their self-made misery? Lunatics feel at home in the asylum. Oh. Padded walls. Oh, Straight jacket. <laughs> Will you please explain why it is wrong to hate a human shark? Hatred can't understand anything, so don't hate a social shark, but see through him. Hatred lures you into his ocean, for hatred is where he lives. Mm-hmm. They want to get you mad. They, they want to get, get you upset. They, yep. They want to make you feel how they feel. You're right. And they don't like themselves. Nope. <laughs> they do not. What should I do when I don't know what to do? Stay there. It is the only place of learning. If you fall back into false knowing, you prevent truth's appearance. Stay there. You don't know what to do. Stay there. Do nothing. 
do nothing. Stop trying to figure out. No, 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 no. Because that's you in, inserting your brain, your thoughts, your, uh, you know, all these program things. That you already have been feeling. That, this right. Is how, this is how you got here. Right. This is how so, you got here. So stop using that way to get you into deeper trouble. Right. Because this, this is what got you here. Mm-hmm. The way you've been thinking is what got you here. Right. So clearly you're not thinking the right way. <laughs> how can a shark seem so nice? His patience means he does not yet know what he can get from you. His generosity means he is willing to spend a dime to get a dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they will invest. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of my favorite questions okay. and answers. Let's hear it. Why am I so hostile toward people? You wrongly think they have power over you. This belief arouses resentment. Mm. Yes. You don't have to. You don't have to be mad at anybody who doesn't have power over you. Right. So if you mad at somebody, you mad at them because they have your freedom. Right. But you gave it to them. Right. And these are the ways that we find out how. Right. Like, that is important to know. Well, you gave it to them. You gave it to them. Here's, here's one. Goes right into it. Sex sharks. Ooh. In your love and sex life, remember these rules about approaching sharks. The more he demands your affection, the less warmth he has for you. The more he wants you to be strong, the less self-power he possesses. The more he pleads for another chance, the less mercy he will show you. The more he accuses you of rudeness, the less courtesy he extends. The more he insists upon your loyalty, the more treacherous he is. I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. Yes. Why are you saying that so much? Why do you need that? Why do you need that so much? What is under there? What is under there? Why do you need to have that? The way you keep asking me for it, it's like you want me to give it to you a physical piece of trust. (laughs) I need you to trust me. Whoa. Why was my trust in any question for you to say you need me to do it? Mm -hmm. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Oh, oh, why? Why do you keep saying that? The more he demands your affection, the less warmth he has yeah. for you. He wants you to give it to him because that means he doesn't have it. Because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. So chances are he's not going to know what it looks like because no. he's never had it. No. So even like the attention and affection that you are giving him, it'll never be enough because he can't totally receive it. Right. And there is actually um, one in this book that talks about that. Oh, oh here we go. I got right to it. Okay. Love truth. Want love? Don't look for it in human nature. Man has about as much love as a stone statue in a city park. Everyone looks for love and finds only someone else looking for love. (laughs) You can't find love because you can't find someone who loves self-liberty above all else. Forget people. Love truth. Truth does not want you to be loveless, but falsehood does. Say the truth. I want to love you, but I don't know how. Please teach me. It will. You will be forever glad. You looking for love and now you find somebody and he looking for love. What makes you think that you won't be able to find love in him or with him when he looking for it too? Right. 
Damn. <laughs> Match.com. Y'all repelling people. Repelling people. Looking for love. Looking for love. You got to have love in yourself. Love yourself. Stop looking for love. Right. Because you have it. Love is yours. You have it. You have it. It's not something that you have to go and find. You are it. You are it. Stop searching for it. Yeah, that one's a good one. Great one. I love that one. Oh, this one was the one that I was like, okay. I read myself. Like, this was one of them. <laughs> Trying to do good can drive you crazy. You are never sure of what you are doing. Ever try to do good to someone who took your bread and tossed a rock back? Try to do good to humans and you soon see how bad they are. Only being good is doing good. Goodness is a healthy nature, not a planned act. Want the permanent pleasure of being a truly good person? Then remember that the only chance another person has is your refusal to agree with his wrongness. Now, I like to think of this example of when people get upset that people do not say thank you when you hold the door open for them. Did you hold the door open for a thank you or did you hold the door open because you saw somebody who was going in and you wanted to be, you wanted to show niceness and allow them to go in? Which one was it? Did you take the pure joy in opening the door for that person or was your joy rusted in their thank you, which is out of your control? But your joy is in your control. Right. Your joy about opening the door for someone is in your control. Why not have that? Who cares if they say thank you or not? Right, because you didn't have you didn't have to do that. You didn't they have didn't, to but do they that. Didn't ask you to. Right, and you wanted to do that, and you got to do it. That was something you wanted to do. Nobody stopped you. You got to do it. Why can't you just take the joy in that? No, you want to put your joy in some shit that's out of your control by this person. This person's thank you or no or not a thank you. Mm-hmm. That's out of your control. Right, or you can just if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't have to be polite. Mm-mm. You don't have to be anything. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. That is enough. That, that is, is enough. That is the only thing. <laughs> now, if you want to show compassion and you want to show niceness, it does, it does make you feel a lot better. It raises your mm-hmm. vibrations when you can do those mm-hmm. kind of things. And if you can't freely do those kind of things, what is bringing down your vibration that is not allowing you to share joy? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if everybody's goal was just to share joy, not even receive it, but just to share it? Let me just, everybody's just giving out joy. You would already be receptive to receiving joy because that's all you give out. Mm-hmm. And the universe is going to throw back what you throw out into it to, to, right. sus, to sustain that's you. That's why you keep getting it. Right. <laughs> that's why you keep getting it. It's, everything is, is cyclical and circular. Exposed shark. A human shark fears exposure as a human shark. He feels waves of terror when someone asks him, are you a different kind of person than you appear to be? Knowing the answer is yes, his unnatural reactions expose expose his hypocrisy. He might A, reveal loss of control by twitching. B, suppress his rage, hoping you won't notice. C, lash back with a wish to hurt. D, try to laugh it off with a nervous sneer. Mm. E, glare with hostile eyes. Be warned by these compulsive confessions. Ooh. Now, 
I prob- you guys probably have never heard me say this, but there's no such thing as a nervous laugh. Okay? You laugh at things that are funny. That is what, that is what funny, that is what laughter is. Okay? Laughter is about things that you find funny. When you have a nervous laugh, that means that you are somehow finding some enjoyment in this nervousness. You put yourself into this situation and you're enjoying the nervousness that you're bringing to yourself. You really got to look at it. That's what laughter is about. Laughter is about what you find joy in. Mm-hmm. And so now you are now sickly finding joy in putting yourself in nervous situations. And now you want to share that nervousness with everybody else. You shark. Exposed. You're exposed. The next one, glare with hostile eyes. Ooh, I had an ex-boyfriend who was good at this. Ooh. He was good for this. Can you show the look right now? Oh. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't like that, y'all. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Or um, he would frow his, frow his brow. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a guy look, I feel like. Right. But, okay, I know that one. But, you know, on some fake, like, I'm trying to hide. There's something I'm hiding, but I'm going to make this face so that you won't really ask me any questions so that you'll think I'm upset. Mm. Meanwhile, it's just that I don't want you to ask me any questions. Oh, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. (laughs) I'm on to you. There was one one situation where, um, I don't know, I guess my boyfriend was hiding me. I'm not quite sure what was happening. But um, it was time to take pictures. And my intuition, girl, she was like, girl, wake up. There was a sign right there. And so somebody, we're standing next to each other, and they're like, oh, my God, let me take a picture. And they're about to take a picture, and he goes, like, he makes this face, like, don't take any fucking pictures of me. But what would be the problem with taking a picture of me or or of us together? Why would that be a problem for you? Right. Mm. And I felt it right then and there, and I didn't listen to her. And then I, I asked him, because I had that feeling, I need to know if there was something there. So I asked him, I was like, what would have been wrong with you taking pictures? He, this nigga had the nerve to tell oh, me that he had body issues. What? And that's why he ain't want to take no picture. What? Girl. <laughs> now, this is not to say that there are not people there, especially males, who are plagued with body issues. Yes, this is not true, to say that. True, However, I know when someone is pulling my leg and I know when someone's trying to do that and it disgusted me. I was like, you will go as low as making fun, basically, of people who actually suffer from this to use it to get yourself out of trouble. This is how low you will go. Bitch, you know what? That's how low you went. That's how low I went. That's what I needed to ask myself. That's what I should have been asking myself. This is how low you are. That Someone could feel that they could give this cockamamie-ass story <laughs> to you. I had to get myself out of the dumps, baby, because yeah. you know what? I was a shark myself. Yeah. I was swimming with other sharks. Sharks bite other sharks. That's true. They swim with other sharks. Yeah. Yeah. So you can either be the uh, the person pelting the punches or you can be the person receiving them. And also, as you're receiving them, you can also be pelting back punches as well. Yeah. Big where little you, lies. Big little lies, exactly. Where you're doing things where now, you know, you, you're um, 
speaking ill about about the person or right, you know right. or you're always going over to other people and complaining about this other person true, because true. you know what you want to share your misery with other people so now you go and complain to other people right 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 instead of getting out of the situation to that that you're complaining in right that you put yourself in and you're complaining about no you want to go and share the misery with other people why I don't want it. No thanks, friend. Time to send it. Yeah, but <laughs> goodbye. No more. No more. And so then we reading this, and I mean Ari and I are on are on the trains, texting each other, <laughs> taking pictures of this back and forth. Like, girl, just read number sixty-three. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And then the next one that I it went to conquer harmful anger, mm-hmm. and. I will say that it was fine. I mean, exposed human shocks really was just like woof. <laughs> it was the ultimate like stomach punch up from the truth. Mm. Like wake up. Mm. But you know what? The truth has just been tapping me for so long. It's just been tapping. Sure, like this is how you know we, we could have been here. Yeah. Now that you see it back, you see I was always there. Right. Um, but now we can work together. Right. And at so the same the, time. <laughs> the truth is not the truth is gently tapping. It's just that each time it's like, okay, well this one's not working. Let me try a little harder. Let me try a little harder. Let me try a little mm-hmm. harder. Let me try a little harder. Fub. But mm-hmm. on my end, it's a fucking kick in the stomach. Yeah. But it needed to happen. So conquer harmful harmful anger a hundred ways. What does anger do? This is right into right into the book. We'll look at it. Anger hurts your health, makes you miserable, blocks solutions, wastes your energy, keeps you helpless, invites attacks, imprisons your spirit, wrecks human relations, gives you headaches, causes accidents, ruins restful sleep, turns a love life into a lonely life. Add as many more casualties as you can think of until completely convinced that anger is a punishing storm which must not be called a rewarding thrill. Damn. What has anger gotten you? What has anger gotten you? Nothing. Right. Whatsoever. Nothing that you wanted. And not in the way that you wanted it. If we can conquer anger 100 ways, that means we found 100 ways to be angry. Whoa. <laughs> or Vernon Howard found 100, 100 ways, ways and to be angry. To be angry. Or to have anger. Right. Um, let me get into some revealing answers about anger why do we feel so threatened by life and how can it be stopped the threat is imaginary because the thought self is imaginary how can an imaginary man be threatened by imaginary lightning ponder this now let me go back to see if i need i might have missed it where he talked about the thought self so the thought self basically is your ego Mm -hmm. and your ego is trying to do any and everything to not get exposed for the nothing that it is. <laughs> so we're trying to fit into all these boxes of being smart, being rich, being dumb, being poor, being whatever, other than just, than just being a human being. Right. And it will drive someone crazy because you have to fit into several different boxes every single second. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just being a human being. So when you when you know, let's just say you think you are the smartest person. And then that one time you get the question wrong. And now you you are a dummy. <laughs> no, 
let's just, if you if rather you would have said I have intelligence that doesn't mean that you have to know everything right you have intelligence you have intelligence you don't that have to is, be intelligent right because that is it can change your state of being changes mm-hmm. and so now because you were so stuck in being this in this box of being intelligent and now this one time that you didn't do well or you didn't move intelligently mm-hmm. now you're a dummy oh think about all the people in high school right that you know that were always stressed out about school and being straight A students right. and stuff like that. Right. And she, I mean, there were times where I was struggling to, you know, like keep up grades. Keep the grades up. And it's just like, it just became, it just felt like too much. Right. Because you had to be smart. You had to be good. Right. You had to um, be a good person, a good student, just at all freaking times. <laughs> I remember being around those kids, like... And I even remember myself being that, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I need to get these grades up. But mm-hmm. what's going on? I'm getting C's in this class, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there were those kids who are, like, you know, super anal, super, you know, like, having basically mini heart attacks and shit. <laughs> because, you know, they want to get their grades up, and they have to be the valedictorian, and they have to do all this community service, and they need to do this. And then, you know, some of our listeners may not even have known those people. Right. You may, not have, may, not, be, you may not have even known that circle. But, yes, there were people like that. I mean, and then I think I knew, like, the whole range of students. I knew the students who were passing, and I knew the students who really just didn't give a fuck at all. Like, I was just like, how are you even school, <laughs> to be honest, for real? Like, you don't do nothing. And it's not even like it was the people failing in my, in my honors or gifted classes. I'm talking about this the everyday average student who went to school like I knew those people too who just weren't doing anything yeah it's like how are you and how are you still here how are you doing this how are you sustaining yourself like isn't that stressful that you're not you don't have so that's two ends of the stress spectrum right absolutely stressing because you're not doing well in school or you know not even or you're trying to find other things to fill your time Mm -hmm. because you're not doing good in school you know this one has too much energy that they're like pumping and making themselves worked up into a heart attack and the other could also be the opposite which is a different type of stress right where it's depressed right <laughs> right exactly exactly here's a healing fact y'all get ready y'all ready yeah, embrace right. yourself <laughs> what is wrong with my life there's too much of you in it mm-hmm. real that's real too much of you in in your life you know what all of your problems have in common you why owe you you why owe you all of your problems have you in common so now remove yourself out of your problems and guess what you don't have problems anymore right what is the difference between a, a sleeping mind and an awake mind which we'll get deeper into a sleeping person feels persecution but does not understand it. An awake person understands persecution but does not feel it. Mm. Oh, blown away. Blown away. Read that one one more time. Please. I sure will. <laughs> what is the difference between a sleeping mind and an awake mind? A sleeping person feels persecution but does not understand it. 
An awake person understands persecution but does not feel it. Yes. Yes, that is the shift. Shift. That is the real shift with things is when you understand what the fuck is going on or have a little bit more of a different understanding Mm -hmm. where you can see different possibilities to a situation but then not be attached to any of it. Right. Because the, the feelings that you see or the reactions that you see are how you don't want to feel. Right. So it's just a matter of like, yo, like, let me just take a look and see what it is for what it is versus like thinking that it's, it's this one way, that it's got to be this one way. And man... You really do feel persecuted. You, you do. <laughs> and you're like, why should I feel persecuted? Mm-hmm. Why, am I, why am I assuming this role of the victim? Why am I doing don't that? You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You are in 100% control of your life. Right. Well, we decided not to do it. Y'all can do what you well, want. Hey. We decided not to do it anymore. <laughs> Nothing for me. Nah. Ooh. What is the connection between hostility and pretense? What is painful about admitting you were wrong is admitting you were a fake. Ooh. I'm going to read that again for Uh, y'all. What is the connection? Yes. What is the connection between hostility and pretense? What is painful about admitting you were wrong is admitting you were a fake. Damn. Cause when you're wrong, you weren't right. So when you're right, you when you weren't right, you weren't real. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Ain't it though? Ooh, child. all the different ways that you put on. You have people all these facades. Do you even know who the real you are? Do you even know who that <laughs> is? Do you even know? Here we go. This was one of the ones that, one of the lessons that helped me to like, all right, I'm just going to do this. The imposter. Anger is an insolent imposter whose purpose is to wreck your life. Call its bluff. The next time you feel like getting mad over something, don't follow the feeling. Just don't get angry. As simple as that. Don't Don't accept the insidious invitation to fall into fury. Just don't get angry. Go ahead. Try it. With delight, you will see for yourself that it can be done. You will glimpse a new nature you never knew, you never before knew you had, which has total power over harmful rage. And how I did that, I started with baby steps. But what I did was when I got onto the train, you know, people always be bumping into you and they, you be thinking they rude or whatever, da 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 da. I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let this bother me today. And to be honest, when I went into it with that, I barely got bumped. Mm. I barely got bumped. And then when somebody bumped into me, if they said sorry, they said sorry. If they didn't, they didn't. I did not allow that to now affect the rest of my day or any part of my day. Even if it's seconds that I wasted thinking on it. It's seconds that I could have been thinking about a plan to make me a trillionaire. (laughs) Because it only takes one second for you to come up with that idea. Right. So, I was wasting valuable time thinking about something stupid. Right. 
And that is definitely a great way to test it, living in New York. Oh, my gosh. Freaking city. Yeah. When you're going on rush hour, depending, especially depending on what stop you get off of, the more chances that you have to stand up during your whole ride, damn near. There's just, like, so many elements. Was your train on time? Oh, my gosh. Are you going to be on time? Are you going to be on time? And then allowing someone to bump into you or or allowing that to affect your day. Yeah, you definitely see yeah, with that. For sure. Helpful facts. A wrathful man complained that everyone lured him into trouble, used him for selfish purposes, and then deserted him. He asked his spiritual teacher, what is going on? He was told, you cling to others on your own low level and then have the nerve to complain over painful consequences. It is also your sick trick to get others into trouble. You get what you give. Admit it. The blunt explanation shocked but helped the complainer. You're over here on this low level with these people who can affect you in that manner. Right. And you're mad about it. You can get up if you want to. Get up and get out. Just take the stair that's in front of you. Right. It's right here. It's right here. You keep stepping over here, over there. Open your eyes. Step up. Step up. Up. Step up. Like the movie, step up. Step up. Step up. read two more okay error revealed a higher view of yourself attracts every treasure you really want read and absorb the next sentence several times now y'all just gonna have to go back and repeat this keep just rewind this part okay here's the sentence (laughs) a person mistakenly takes his false life as his true and only life and so fights truth when it tries to take away his false life with its hundreds of miseries You have just read a complete explanation of, or you've just heard, a complete explanation of why everyone is so weary. Weary. Now that you know the cause, accept the cure. You will feel a new kind of delight. That's your error revealed. All right, one last one. Nervous bat. Imagine a bat captured at night and placed in a bare and brightly lighted room. Not liking the light, the bat flaps nervously around, seeking a place to hide from the light. When you open a door, the bat eagerly flees from the light to plunge out into the darkness. Let your life radiate with the light of truth. It makes the bat of anger nervous, for it loves only darkness. It will leave you and leave you in peace. Let your light banish fright. So you gotta treat your mind like a very brightly lit room. And the anger is that bat that is trying, that that cannot survive there. Get that shit out of there. Right. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Because anger is a choice. Anger is not a natural state of being. Anger is a choice. And then um, we have conquer anxiety and frustration, which is a great one. Yes. I really love this one. Yeah, that one's great. Because I definitely encountered a lot of frustration in my life. Um, so what, what we loved about this one was that it had these sections and, um, this one is called, it says, take charge of life. When meeting any situation in life, one of two things always happens. Number one, the situation takes charge of you. Number two, you take charge of the situation. It is one or the other. There is no third choice. So it is important to examine both of them. 
So that was great because it's just like, damn, like there are moments where, you know, you feel like, yes, I killed it. Like, you know, right. or whatever. You just have these great, wonderful feelings. And that is a moment where you took charge of the situation. Right. And did what you wanted to do it, how you wanted to do it. Exactly. Things lined up the way that they were supposed to line up. And you felt great about it. And then when the situation takes charge of you, that's when the confusion and the frustration comes into place. It says, when the situation takes charge of you, it is always accompanied by a feeling of anxiety. Listen to this discomfort, for it is trying to teach you something valuable. It may be trying to reveal that you are imagining yourself to be in command of the situation, when in fact you are commanded by it. Exposing imaginary self-power is highly helpful. So you need to understand yourself in the relation to any situation. This understanding changes you, which in turn increases your general command of life. When the situation is in charge of the situation is in charge of you when one, you feel drained of energy by it, two, you are doubtful and indecisive, three, you anxiously seek allies, four, you worry over the final outcome, five, you fear and resent the condition, six, you blame others for your problems, big one. Mm-hmm. Seven, you constantly change plans. Eight, you can't see how it trapped you. Nine, you fear other involved people. And number 10, you wish to evade its responsibility. Also another big one. Mm -hmm. So that was important because it's just like, wow, there are so many times when I'm not in control of my life. Right. And that was really scary. It was really scary to like feel and to like think that I have just been giving control to other powers to other people and I didn't know it like I was always drained so that's even like going back to your subway situation or not getting bumped in um you know getting upset when people are bumping you so when people are bumping you and then you're taking on that energy and now you feel angry throughout the day which is what we don't want and that causes us to drain our own energy right and the energy of whatever this other person was feeling and when they bumped into you. all the other energies, too, around you. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're going to see is going to now become something negative or there's going to be some kind of negative interaction. Or, like, you were mad this morning because, the you know, the toaster didn't toast your bread properly. And then you get into your car so upset about this bread. And then now, while you're driving to work, there's an accident that happens in front of you. So it didn't necessarily happen to you, but now you're affected by this accident, which is now going to make you late and even you're even more upset. And you don't even realize it's because you got upset at a stupid piece of toast. <laughs> and you know what? The universe just wants to give you more of whatever you like. And yes. clearly, you like you to be angry about these kind of things. So let me continue to send that. you things to be angry about. Because this is what you like. Right. This is what you're focusing on. This is your attention. So right. if this is what brings you excitement, the universe is just going to give you that. Right. Liking equals Focusing right. in this case. Yeah, in this case, definitely. And, de- and definitely in these cases. Right. Because liking means a whole different thing in 2017. It does, right. <laughs> yeah. It means a whole different thing in 2017, for sure. For but, sure. Man, but yeah, definitely Every one thing affect, affects the next. Um, this one also, you worry over the final outcome. That's also a oh, yeah. big one. Yep. You know, we have our lives mapped out the way we think that it should go. Right. Um, and sometimes we get like, you know, so stuck and so focused. Again, right. we love this idea that we have, or we think that we love this idea that we have. And um, 
it's bringing us misery, but we feel that we have to do it because this was a pact that we made with ourselves when we, at whatever time and place it was, you know, like I said, I was going to be a lawyer when I was 15 years old. So like you live your whole life feeling like you have to be a lawyer because that's what you thought and that's what your parents loved and that's whatever, but you really like baking and that right. is really your thing, and it makes you feel so good when you bake and seeing the people, you know, like the joy on their face when they're eating your food oh and God. eating your delicious treats and stuff. But you don't do it that much because you have to focus on being a lawyer. Right. And there's so much time and stuff that goes into that. And so you're constantly worrying and feeling like you have to be this big time, big shot, whatever. And it's not even what you really want. That and also not even really enjoying the journey. You're just so focused on the destination that you're not enjoying the journey. And so if, let's just say you wanted to be a lawyer, right? However, let's just say it never happens, but you enjoyed every single step that you made towards becoming a lawyer. It doesn't even matter if you became a lawyer or not because you enjoyed your life with what you were doing. Right. You know? So... Um, and then if you lived that way, if you lived, if you were living in the way where, um, you, uh, weren't so focused or you had your focus really on the destination, excuse me, on the journey as opposed to the destination, you most likely will get to your destination because you're so happily doing it. The roads are just going to open for you, for you to get there. Right. Right. Exactly. So... That's definitely, you know, um, putting your, you know, your thoughts in the outcome definitely will mess you up. Right. And put you into deep depression because you're not enjoying the journey. Because mm-hmm. who knows who, who you'll meet during, right. during these times. Right. You know, if you're blocking yourself off, maybe you'll be blocked off to even coming across the people that might be important for you. Um, or... Um, you know, taking certain classes and just, like, these other random things and random encounters and things that, you know, think that would never happen to you. Like, they could have really been lined up for you. Right. But because you had your mind just so over here, you didn't even see over there. You didn't even know that there was an over there, that there was only, like, one path for you and, or so you thought. And so, like, worrying about the outcome is the only thing for you to do and not you know think about all these other layers into the journey like that doesn't even matter yeah. <laughs> like what is that right are you talking about like go out and like meet people like no i i need to do this is what i this have to is do what because, i have to do because people who get here do this right and so on and so forth um so yeah definitely really like those from when a situation is in charge of you but the good thing is is that you can take charge of the situation yes let's yes. do that and you are in charge of the situation when one you never see it as a threat to you two you remain calm and efficient three you are not influenced by others four you have no pretense or bluff five you feel the rightness of your actions Six, you handle it all by yourself. Seven, you wish no ego rewards from the event. So that's going back to your opening of the door. Yep. Eight, you have no hostility towards others. Nine, you don't care what others think of you. And ten, you only do what is true and good. 
So that is a great list to even want to strive for. Right. Like, I can remain calm and efficient. Yes, that is great. That is definitely something to look forward to, remaining calm in all situations. Right. Um, you're not influenced by others. That is important because you have to listen to your own intuition. You have to just do what is best for you. You know, because when you do what is best for yourself, you're able to do what is best for others. Yeah, definitely. In all <clears throat> situations. Right. When you're able to take care of yourself, you can offer care for other people. Mm-hmm. When you're able to love yourself, you can offer love to other people. And so everything that you can do for yourself, then you can do it for other people. If, as long as you can't do it for yourself, you will not be able to properly deliver whatever it is, whatever service, whatever product that you're providing is not going to come out the way that you want it to because you're not giving it to yourself. Right. Love also, um, you wish no ego rewards from the event. Oh, no. You don't care what others think of you. I had a big problem with this. Love thinking of what others think about me. And I guess I kind of, like, had this in, like, waves throughout my life where, you know, being younger um, and, you know, having your friends... Actually, I really didn't think care about, like, what my friends thought about me. Just because, you know, we all click so well. Right. And stuff like that. So, it's like, you didn't really think about that. Um, but then, you know, moving and then, like, you know, meeting new people. And then, you then you know, being a teenager, I totally did think about, um, or a preteen. I thought, totally thought about what other people thought about me. Until I moved again and it was just like, you know what, I don't care anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Caring too much like that. Um, you know, made me feel bad and it hurt me as a, you know, 11 year old and a 12 year old and yeah. stuff like that because yeah. you feel like people are supposed to like you. Like, my old friends liked me, you know, how come you don't like me in the same way? Right. You know, and it's just like, so I definitely um, put myself in situations. I mean, it's hard to think when you're 11 and 12, I guess, depending on how you grew up, where, you know, um, it's okay for you to like not care about what other people think. You know, or, you know, no one really tells you that. I guess it's, I guess it's something that you just have to kind of discover on your own, or like feel that way on your own, or I don't know, see right. someone who does that or who doesn't care. Um, but then again, you know, I, I felt like sometimes as an adult, I had to care what others think think about me. Now I'm in relationships, romantic relationships, Ooh. and um, you know, you don't want to be. Um, I guess seen sometimes in a certain way or or you don't want the other person to feel your true feelings. Right. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings while all the while like you feel hurt. And so it's So you're hurting your own so feelings. Why? You're, you're your talking about own. you don't want hurt yeah. we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Aren't you a person? You the first person. Literally. You the first person. So all those things can uh, d- definitely contribute to me caring what others think but now it's just like now I'm definitely in a space where it's just like I can totally uh speak up for myself and just like whether in romantic relationships that was definitely a big one where it was just like so hard to be like you know I I don't like this like I don't want to do this like and it's okay for me to say that like you don't have to like get upset it's just like this is not for me at this time or or I want to do this I would rather do this you know what I mean right um and not caring that I would be considered I guess maybe pushy or 
um, whatever adjective you want to put in there. Right. Um, and I shouldn't, you know, be upset about what I want because all the while this person is getting what they want. So why don't I want to get what I want? And if you don't want to give me what, not only say, well, give me what I want. Like, you don't have to give me what I but want. If but if I can't get what I want from you, then bye. Right, then bye. Then this is this is what I'm going to do. And that is okay because, you know, we can still have no hostility towards each other. Right. Number eight. Yes. And life can continue and things can be okay. Right. You know, and um, that is good to feel when you are in charge of a situation in addition to everything else that he said. Definitely. So definitely check out Vernon Howard. Oh, there was another piece that he said in there about frustration where he, where he talked about... <clears throat> Frustration is a lie that you're trying to turn into a truth. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I do find myself, if I do find myself getting frustrated, which I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I felt frustrated. <laughs> but if I do find myself getting frustrated, that's what I think of. I'm like, okay, what's the lie here that I'm trying to turn into a truth? Because by design, a lie cannot be a truth because it's a lie. <laughs> can't happen cannot happen so why are you trying for it so whatever way that whatever method that you're using right now that method is a lie Mm -hmm. that's why you're frustrated it is not the correct method and we have established that wrong is false basically right so if you have not found the correct way you're doing it the false way you're doing it the untruthful way find the truth be truthful with yourself. Are you staying around in this situation longer than you need to be? Right. Depending on whatever the situation is. It could be a romantic relationship. It could be somewhere where you're fighting with someone. It could be somewhere where you're at the gym and you know you don't need to be there that long. Is it you, at a job? Or is it at a job and you don't need to be there that long? Is it at your grocery store? Right. <laughs> that you're shopping there and you're just standing around doing nothing. Just putting things in your cart. Knowing that you don't really need it. But because you're there. Right. It promotes you to want to shop. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. You have control over your life and you're allowing external things to control you. Which brings us to another great Vernon point, which is on his website, VernonHoward.com, yes. which I think we went on there like when we first started like, first, learning about uh-huh, him. Yep. And then, boop. I haven't been back since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Truthfully speaking, to the, to his website or, or whatever. But he has um, something. And it's an excerpt from one of his books. He has a longer length books. Um, and this one is from The Esoteric Path to a New Life. And it's called Recognizing Psychic Sleep. And he says, Psychic sleep is the cause of every human problem and disaster. It is sleeping people who suffer from heartache and loneliness, from fear and violence, only self-awakening can end these sorrows. However, and please emphasize this point in your mind, man does not know he is asleep. So deep is his immersion in psychic hypnosis that he instantly denies his actual condition. In other words, he does not know that he does not know. Mm. He spends his entire life under the gigantic illusion of being happy and productive, never once facing the terror in which he lives. Man huddles fearfully in a haunted house, which he calls a castle. Mm. Have you ever been in a room full of people when someone behaved foolishly or childishly? You sense that he did not know how he appeared to others. In fact, he may have believed he was behaving cleverly or courageously. 
Everyone in the room saw him as he really was, except the man himself. That is a perfect example of human hypnosis of psychic unawareness. Mm. The ancient philosopher Socrates provided a classic illustration of a man's mental sleep. He told about a group of men who were huddled together in a deep cave. Their only light was a fire that blazed in the center of the cavern. The fire cast strange shadows against the wall of the cave, frightening the prisoners. So the men sat there in terror and confusion. One of the prisoners made up his mind to explore the cave. When doing so, he found a secret tunnel. Following it all the way, he finally found himself in the outer world of sunshine and beauty. We will now look at a chief characteristic of spiritual sleep. Mm. When this is understood, all the pieces of life fall into place, revealing the whole picture. Man has a false idea of who he is. He has an illusory, illusory sense of identity. This false self is manufactured out of self-flattering imaginations and out of self-pleasing labels. He labels himself as a successful man or as an intelligent thinker or as a human being with lofty motives. But these are mere ideas he has about himself and he is not these ideas. He can easily prove this. Whenever a man feels depressed or irritated, it is simply because his false identity seems not to be confirmed. Both these reactions are false, so man is their slave. Mm. Have you ever noticed how nervous people get when their pet ideas are challenged? Let this be a clue for you. By patient self-investigation, we discover who we are not, and that ends the anxiety of not knowing who we are. I love that. That is beautiful. Yes. To summarize this vital point, man wrongly believes that he possesses a separate self, an individual ego. This false idea causes fear, loneliness, neurosis. It throws him into conflict with other people who are also under the illusion of having separate selves. No man is apart from the whole, from the all. Man is one with the universe. Human beings are like dozens of ponds, each reflecting the light from the same moon. This is not philosophy. This is fact. Fact. That is psychic sleep. Yep. Wake up. Ooh. Wake up. Feeling like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wake up. <laughs> Man, and that was Vernon Howard. Yeah, that's Vernon Howard. We do have Just some more taste. books. That's a taste. Um, maybe in some later episodes, we'll probably go over like 15, 1,500 ways to ex- uh, escape the human jungle. Yeah, that was great. That's a great one. Definitely recommend that for you guys to go and read it. And then maybe we can talk about it and you guys can send us some emails or some stuff. Right. Yeah. And again, if you're in a New York City area, you can get them from Namaste. Mm-hmm. You can get them from Quest, Quest Bookshop. Uh-huh. And um, you can also just go to their website. Yep. Go to the website. They're on the yeah. website. You can it's, get... It, what is it called? The newlife.org? Um, these you can actually find on vernonhower.com. Great. Which is simple. We awesome. have their bookshop with their books, their booklets. You can actually also um, search for him on YouTube. We listen oh, yeah. to him on YouTube where he talks YouTube. about... Where he actually... You hear him in his classrooms and people are asking questions, which led us to even more videos from other people oh my of the gosh. same type, yeah. which we will totally talk about Definitely. in later episodes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so if you don't even want to buy them or... I mean, even though we highly recommend highly recommend. You can even search, you know, online. I'm sure that you might find a link or something like that that might have the booklets if you're... If you know you want to buy them online. Yeah. Um, but we definitely recommend them. 
and getting um, some of the books or whatever. Um, listening to his YouTube. Yeah, listen to his YouTube. Just pick whatever resonates with you. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what we did with these booklets. Yeah, we definitely recommend that. And, um, yeah, FernandHoward.com for that stuff. Yep. Well, I think that's it. <gasps> oh, no, no, no. It's not it. It's not I it. Mean, we need to mention something. We need that's to give it. a notable motherfucking mention. To? To Sunrise. Oh. That was actually a very integral part yes. about us like dropping labels. Yes. And like we didn't think that um the movie Space is a place which we saw on a rooftop in my neighborhood. Like we didn't think and we were kinda of, we were making fun of it. We were making fun of it. We were making fun of the movie and we didn't think that like actually wanting to like go back and be like, yo, like he actually said some real shit in there. Like what let's go back and watch that yeah and we went back and watched it and we were fucking blown away we were blown away and we watched it with potluck dinner yeah and um that was that was definitely a big huge big huge part of like also the turn and of course with an astrology which we'll we'll talk about later we got birth chart reading done and that pretty much like rocked our world and stuff and um so those that I had to mention that. For Definitely, I'm so glad you remembered it. Yes, Sun Ra. Sun Ra was just like he came right he... out. He came right on time. <laughs> he came right on time. He wouldn't have let us go without saying it. <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Because guys, this is our second time recording this episode. Yeah. And the first time we did not mention Sun Ra. Did not. So this is the one that's coming to air for sure. Mm-hmm. Sun Ra wouldn't have let us forget it. Sun Ra, man. Like if if you had like again if you said if you haven't if you haven't seen spaces a place which we found it on there was one on YouTube I yeah think if you even just Google it there was a link with the whole movie and the movie is like an hour and a half and it's kind of like it feels like a black exploitation film yeah but it's pretty much but it's about mad like, yeah it yeah. <laughs> and it's just about like it kind of ushered us into learning what a label really was and um, dropping label and like would you be able to live can you go on without this particular label on your life whatever that label is is that label like being intelligent is it being good being black being black is it being um being a good neighbor is it what whatever it is a great employee or Whatever, right. like all of those or are some type of gay, straight, being an asshole, being an asshole, being, being a charming, a lady, yeah, a lady, a gentleman. a gentleman, yep, all of that. Those are all labels, and you know, we all have different thoughts and connotations when we think about them. And it's just like, oh, I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna be considered a lady, and it's just like you have to ask yourself, like, why, and like, why do you want to feel like a lady? Like, what is a lady to you? Like, does a lady actually exist? Like, right. really, like, break that shit down. And it's like, what is being polite? Being polite was huge for me. And I now, that is such a label. Totally. And it's like, a lot of these things are just, when you think about them, kind of like manipulation tools in a way to for you to act how someone else wants you to act because they in turn want something. Maybe they want a trophy on their arm. Maybe they want sex. Maybe they want whatever. Like right, every, yeah. They, people want something. Um, but Sun Ra Space is a Place was definitely a great um, understanding, uh, no matter how crazy it was, 1975, 1976. You guys have to watch this movie. <laughs> Please do. It is such a life-changing movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess the Vernon books came after we watched Sun Ra? Yeah, it did. So we watched Sun Ra first, then we read the Vernon books, and then we were like, hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I think maybe you guys can skip the hmm part, read Vernon books, and then go and watch Sun Ra. Yeah, that because that that would make a lot a lot more sense. It's just gonna oh. open up an avenue for you for you to really understand it. But I don't know. I think seeing it first and then not understanding no, I think, it. I think I think reading Vernon would definitely be a great place because. Sunrise is just so out there. Yeah, totally and out Vernon there. And Vernon is definitely out there, and he, but he's not like he's still in a, in there in a way where it's relatable. It grounds to you. It's grounded it's, because yeah. space is the place, and that's where Sunrise right. is. Right, he's there. He's man. there. He's there. He's in, he comes down in a spaceship. That's well, the beginning of the movie. He comes down in a spaceship. Okay, Mr. Sunrise. Mr. Sunrise. So not uh, Mr. Just Sunrise. <laughs> Vernon, however, his his teachings are grounded enough where it's going to give you the avenue to be able to float into space and understand where you are because you have already understood the matter of Earth and the elements of Earth. Now it's time to go into space, the fifth element. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Oof, which is a great movie. You guys go and watch it. <laughs> I love that movie. It's my favorite movie in the right. world. And now that I've gotten like done all of this stuff, now I'm enjoying more things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't have before. You know, because I had my own closed minds. I only like this type of movie and this type of movie. And now I'm just like, okay, I can watch this type of movie or this type of show. Yeah. A little bit more than I would have before. Yeah. So, yeah. So, shout out to Space is the Place and Sunra. And And your Space is the Place. He's also like a jazz musician, futurist, keyboardist. He got like albums. Yeah, complete. They actually have an what they call the Sun Rock Orchestra. 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 Yes, orchestra. In New York. Yeah. In New York, where they perform, every, I think, every year or something I'd like that. I'd love to so. be surrounded around those kind of minds. Ooh, I'm already feeling blown away by <laughs> the mentals in there. Right. <laughs> Y'all ain't gotta speak to each other. You just what? gotta just. <laughs> that music was futuristic like, what's, as fuck. What's that, that gift for the little boy who's like. Yeah, oh, yes. When he's like being waterboarded or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I like that. I like that gift. I like that one. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. okay, so now this is. Yeah, the now, end. now we can end here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, thanks for chatting with us. And um, I hope you enjoyed yeah, this enjoyed. first episode. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I think it was, it was good that we rec- recorded yeah. it again. <laughs> Likewise, I think so too. And you guys, right for right now, can send us an email to channel.ascension at gmail.com. Um, let yeah. us know if you like pick up any of the books or if you watch Spaces a Place or whatever. Anything. anything. Whatever you're feeling. Yeah. You know. You already know me not um, about to be drained by nobody's energy. Right. But no. <laughs> but we love to hear from you. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> okay. So we will see you next time. Bye.